1: Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate.
2: What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to Pack a Day Podcast, where you can get your Packers fixed every single day of the year. I will be your host today. My name is Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter, at Jacob Morley. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ross Uglum. Make sure you uh, make sure you give him a follow, at Ross Uglum. Ross, man, how are you doing today? I'm very well.
3: I'm excited to get back to uh, what I would call in-season Packers podcasting. I used to do a Packers podcast uh, with Jacob Westendorf, who I think is part of the Pack-A-Day uh, team, and my friend Ryan, and then uh, that, that kind of ran its course, and Jacob and I have been doing a, a draft pod called called the War Room Podcast, uh, but it ends every year, you know, right after about April 28th. So it'll be fun to get back into
2: Packers podcasting on kind of a full-time basis. Now yeah, I agree with that fully. Uh, this is, you know, really the dead part of the season for Packers fans. So I'm excited with training camp right around the corner, but that really does lead us into what we're going to be discussing today. Um, and a lot of us are giving uh, positional previews of what's going on in training camp. Um, and Ross and I today are going to talk about the cornerback position, um, which I think, you know, I was kind of stoked to get this position because I, I honestly think this is one of, if not, the best positional battles in training camp. Um, And just to get us started, too, let's just walk through who's on the roster right now. Um, So in no particular order, these are the corners that are on the Packers roster. You have Josh Jackson, Jair Alexander, Herb Waters, Tremont Williams, Devon House, Donatello Brown, Josh Hawkins, Dimitri Goodson, Kevin King, Quentin Rollins, Lindsey Pipkins. And there's something really unique about all these guys And I don't think, and I think this is unique just to the cornerback position, Ross. And all of these guys, every single name I just listed, every single one of them has actually spent time on the fifty-three man roster. Um, Now, whether or not those were good results, um, you know that, that that varies. But I think that's really interesting when you look at the the over like the overall theme of what's going on with the corners. They like every single one of these guys enough to at least carry them for some point of time on the roster. So. Um, let's talk about um, kind of like so we have some newcomers as well, Ross. And I know for a fact, Ross, one of your big draft crushes this year um, was the Packers second round pick, Josh Jackson. So if you kind of want to get into really your love affair with Josh Jackson, why do you love him so much, and why do you think he's a good fit for this Packers team?
3: Well, I, I do the the Packers top, basically the Packers big board, which is just my rankings. Judged opposed against screen Bay's positional needs. Uh, generally, I think I did one to one seventy-five this year. Or it'll be like one to whatever pick the Packers have that I think they have a realistic stop shot of still getting a good player. And I believe Jackson was fourth for me. I know I had Harold Landry number one, uh, but the, and then I think I had Minka and Derwin. Two and three, but I believe Josh Jackson was my number four overall player above, you know, all the quarterbacks above Quentin Nelson, uh, above any of the tackles. Josh Jackson was was my number one corner and one of my top five potential draft picks for the Packers overall. I had him as as cornerback as one, and I just love uh, I love his game. I, I I love the way he attacks the football. Um, excellent high point in the football, easily the best zone cover cornerback in this draft but able to play man Uh, has the size to play on the outside at at, at better than six feet tall and he just has unbelievable route recognition Uh, former wide receiver when he got to Iowa he was uh, in, in the four years that they've been doing college grading the junior season for Josh Jackson a year ago was the number one season graded by Pro Football Focus's college division ever? Uh, no corner that's come out in the last you know four years has had a better single season than Josh Jackson did, really, in his first year as a cornerback. And I think uh, just has unlimited potential at the position. Very, very, very good athlete. A lot of people concerned about uh, you know kind of his level of, of of top end speed. Which was pretty average, but all the other numbers were just exceptional. So he's a top end athlete, uh, really a fantastic fit uh, because he can play outside corner. And the guy they took in front of him is maybe not guaranteed to be a nickel, but certainly the size of a nickel cornerback. And in today's NFL, you know, that is a starter. So, in my opinion, they got the top nickel guy and the top outside guy in this year's draft at corner, Josh Jackson being that outside guy, I think carries a little bit more value. And and therefore for me uh, is CB1 and a incredible value at number 45 overall or wherever they were able to take him. Yeah.
2: And I think, you know, what's really awesome too, and already hearing about him is how much he's loving getting into the playbook. You've already heard Joe Witt rave about his study habits which I, I think that's super exciting because you kind of you turn on the tape and you see a guy that you've already mentioned. Like he has, he does, he has incredible route recognition. And that's, you know, that's an instinctive thing, but that's also a study thing. So you can kind of tell that he is a guy that gets into the playbook, he takes this seriously, and he wants to be good. Um, so that's something that I'm really excited about with him. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Josh Jackson on the field actually before Alexander um, for that reason. Um, but to talk about Alexander, too, um, I think I actually, I, so in my rankings, I you know, I didn't do the Packers positional rankings like you did, but for my corner rankings, I actually had I had Josh Jackson was my third, and Jair Alexander was actually my second-ranked corner, and he was right up there with Denzel Ward. Um, and you look at him from the perspective of he's very much one of those, twi- he, he is so twitched up. He's a guy that I think is exciting because the Packers have not really had someone like him outside of, Demarius Randall in the last couple years, but I think Josh Alexander is is a better version of Randall because he's actually suited to play cornerback for the most part. Um, but he's the type of guy too, when you watch him in my notes, the first thing that I have written down about Jair Alexander is how, how cocky he is. And it's not in a bad way. It's in a way that when I, when you watch him, it makes you laugh. I mean, like you, he, he does stuff sometimes that's not, I mean, it's a little, it's borderline arrogant, but it's, it's what you want in your corner. I mean, I think we've all seen the gif of him uh, breaking up that pass and then walking like a chicken back to the, back to the huddle, which is uh, he's probably going to get a penalty for that in the NFL. But I like that kind of stuff about him, and you kind of alluded to this already. I think he is your slot corner, um, and I think he's going to thrive there. I think uh, they're going to use him there in a really, really uh, beneficial way to the Packers' defense. Um, And we'll see what Petten does with them, but I think he gets the most out of these guys and that's going to be really exciting. Um, And if you have any thoughts on him too, I don't know what your pre-draft thoughts were on Alexander.
3: I I had, I had Alexander for Jackson one, Ward two, Mike Hughes, who ended up in Minnesota Mm -hmm. number three and uh, Jair, number four. You know, this was an interesting group of cornerbacks. The tall ones were kind of slow and the fast ones were kind of short, uh, except Mike Hughes, who's short and slow, but I just love his game. I love his attitude. You nailed it, though, with defensive backs. That position is so physically demanding. You have these unbelievable athletes at wide receiver that know where they're going. Uh, that, that's kind of always the thing is, is that wide receivers know where they're going. They know the play. Uh, they are crazy, crazy athletes, and you as a cornerback have no idea where they're going. And you have to chase them around the field to make sure they don't catch a pass. And physically, I, I think just from an athleticism standpoint, cornerback is the number one most physically demanding uh, position to play. Maybe not mentally, you know, safety, yeah. inside linebackers. Some of those are some checks and coverage reads and things of that, that nature, especially if you're just in man-to-man. You know, just don't let your man catch the football. But physically, so, so difficult. And I think... In concert with that, because it is so physically difficult, you have to have that cockiness. You have to have that arrogance, that swagger. Uh, you know, you remember like the same old Jay com- comments from Charles Woodson, and and yeah. if you don't think Chuck, you know, had some swag to him, I've got.
2: You weren't watching, yep, that's yeah, yeah, sure.
3: exactly. The great, great defensive backs, you know, they know they're great, and and they kind of always had. Prime time. Deion Sanders is a great, yep. a great example of that. Historically, the the excellent, excellent corners they know they're good, and and it's a tough position to play in. And I'm not saying that Jair Alexander is Deion Sanders, but he has that demeanor to him. Like you said, super twitchy athlete. Um, you know, it'll make me sound biased, obviously, but after really looking at Hughes versus Alexander, because those were the two first-round picks of, uh, between Minnesota and Green Bay, Alexander is a much better athlete uh, than Hughes. In. And honestly, had he not gotten hurt his last season in the pros, I, or excuse me, last season in college, I very much doubt that he would have fell behind Hughes in my in my pre-draft rankings. But it's it's hard to make that argument now because it's like, well, yeah, of course you say that now. If, if Green Bay would have taken Hughes, you would never, you know, switch the order, but it is accurate. You know, Alexander is this crazy, crazy good athlete. And so was Denzel Ward. It just was that it just so happened that this year in this class, those
2: super twitched up athletes were all like five ten and a half.
3: and a half.
2: And that's, and this is going to make me sound biased, but you know, I am a little bit biased cause I'm, a, I'm still a Packers fan at heart, but looking back on it, uh, if, if Jair would have stayed healthy, he I think he's Denzel Ward with better ball skills. Um, granted, staying healthy is part of the process. You know, he's dealt with some injuries. And as Packers fans, we know that we've had a lot of Packers players that have dealt with injuries as well. Um, so here's the hope in Jair can stay healthy. I think he can be a really great pair with Josh Jackson. The last newcomer that we can talk about is you know, on the complete other end of the spectrum is Tremont Williams. You know, the 35-year-old veteran that's coming in. Um, and Ross, what? What a brilliant move that was! Because you look at this this guy; he's he's familiar with Green Bay. He's familiar with Mike Pettin, He had a great season last year, and now we have you know we have these two young corners, really three, with Kevin King, and you have this this savvy veteran coming back. That you know what he may only start the first four games of the year, and honestly, that wouldn't be a bad thing if if Tramon Williams can kind of come in, kind of hold that position down for the first four or five games and then really let Jair or let Josh Jackson or let Kevin King just really take that other spot and just run with it. Um, So that's, I think as Packers fans, that's what we should hope for as far as what expectations we have from Tremont Williams. Um, Now, granted, if he needs to play 16 games, if he's got that in him, that's fine. Um, And I would assume he's, and hopefully he's playing at a high level. Um, But ultimately, I really think that Tremont would come in and really just give you maybe four, maybe six games or get you to the bye week and then hopefully one of these young guys can really step up and take that role.
3: Absolutely, and I don't, you know, I I think it's likely that he'll actually start the whole year. Um, You know, he was one of the better cornerbacks in all of football last season. Uh, Pro Football Focus, I believe, ranked him ninth. Uh, Passer rating against was in the top five. Now, that's against the other team's second wide receiver, and that's something to pay attention to because obviously – Patrick Peterson was matched up on the on the number one guy, but Tremont was excellent last year. Uh, I think he's a huge upgrade over to Marius Randall as your number one corner from a season ago, and you're right. I mean, he's the exact guy that you want in there. Uh, I think Devon House is about everything you could ever want as a cornerback five, as a guy that does not play uh, unless something bad happens. But if something bad does happen and you need somebody to check a taller wide receiver for a three-game stretch or whatever, you you might not get killed having having Devon House uh, fill that role. So I think they really set up well with two guys in House and Williams that have been at other places in the league. House signed that deal with the Jaguars. Williams was with the Browns. And then Arizona, they've been other places in the league. They've been with Green Bay. They have a depth of experience, a breadth of experience, they, you know, can can teach them how to how to be Packers. They can also, you know, kind of rely on all that that other time spent away from Green Bay, and really just give King and and, and Jackson and Alexander and, and even the young undrafted corners like Pipkin and Hawkins, Pipkins and Hawkins, just you know, I think really excellent advice on how to be professional and how to play cornerback, and both of those things. You know, are important. Everything with with guys like me and, and, and guys like us is the film, the film, the film. But off the field is important as well, and the way that you prepare is important as well. And so, learning from guys like Jermon and Devon, I think, is going to be really key for these crazy, crazy athletic corners because all three of the young kids that Green Bay have uh, King Jackson and Alexander are all above nine. on on Math Bomb's RAS score. That's relative athletic score. It ranks everybody since like 1987 on a one to 10 scale. So once you get in the nines, you are a crazy, crazy elite athlete. And that's not like a human being on this earth scale. It's NFL player scale. Uh, It's, it's against all the other cornerbacks drafted since, uh, you know, 1987. So, These guys are crazy athletes. They have all the tools in the world. I think they have an excellent coach in Joe Witt Jr. And two excellent player
2: coaches in Devon House and Tremont Williams. And that's perfect because it leads me right into the next guy that I wanted to talk about. And we talk about players that we expect to take a jump in their second or third year. And you talk about guys with the RAS score being out of this world. And that's the corner they took last year in Kevin King. Which he almost gets lost in the shuffle a little bit because because of the injury last year, because of these two young guys. But when you stack them all together, he might—he's probably still has the highest upside of all three of those guys. I mean, those Kevin—the Kevin Kings of this world—do not grow on trees. The guy's a legit six-three and an elite athlete, and we saw some of that last year. And I'm excited to see him this year with a fully healthy shoulder. I mean, that's been written about already with how he's rehabbed, how he's coming back, uh, but Kevin King is a guy that I think people are kind of expecting just to kind of lock down that other starting position right away just because he did it last year, and he played pretty admir- admirably in, in, in spurts. Um, obviously, being a young guy, the cornerback position is a really tough transition to make, so making that jump to second year, that he's a guy that Maybe more so than anyone on this roster. Even I expect to make that jump into his second year. And we and you alluded to this earlier, talking about Tremont Williams being the number one corner. I think in a, in a perfect world, that's what the Packers coaches would love to have is for King to kind of step up and be that true number one corner, and kind of just let Williams just feast on these these second and third corners.
3: Second and third receivers. Yeah. No. I I, is, I, yes, I, yep. I get exactly what you mean. And. And you're right, King does get lost in the shuffle because he's not, you know, one of these two studs that they drafted with Jackson, you know, myself, um, a number of other evaluators, Pro Football focused College, like tons and tons of, of mock drafts, evaluators, et cetera, et cetera, really talking about this guy as a top 15 pick. And so for them to get him at 45 raises his level of expectation. Mm-hmm. Jair Alexander is a first-round pick. Raises his level of expectation. Everything that's new is always exciting, so uh, it is you know easy to quickly forget that they do have this absolute freak athletic specimen that you know was streaky last year, but it was very evident was playing kind of with one arm. And if you're going to have a six foot three corner with those athletic skills, you're probably going to put them in press situations and. Press man is not really possible to play unless you have two functioning shoulders. So you're right. Very interesting to see him uh, starting out. And I think his battle ultimately will probably be with Josh Jackson because they're not going to not have Tremont Williams play right away right. at least. And you and I both really do believe that Jair Alexander is going to start the year at the nickel cornerback position. So the – the Jackson versus King battle, I think, is going to be fascinating, and, and I would guess that uh, just because of seniority, the way that they tend to run their their their, their ship, there, uh, they will probably allow Devon House to
2: start in that competition as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they should um, absolutely. So the next thing I wanted to jump to, Ross, is. You know, every year there seems to be someone that just kind of comes out of the woodworks, and especially in the secondary position, it seems like every year there's a guy at the bottom of the roster that maybe you didn't expect to make the team. Um, So I'm actually I'm going to let you go first on this because I have a guy that I really like, and I don't really have a lot of uh, like hard evidence on this guy, so I might give it away. But if you were to keep an eye on someone on this roster that you know maybe no one's really expecting to make a jump or make uh, expecting to. Um, to play a, a significant role on this team, strictly speaking of the corners. Do you have a guy in mind that you're, you're really interested to follow this summer?
3: It's probably Josh Hawkins just because his athletic gifts are so so impressive. Um, I know a lot of people really like Lindsey Pipkins. Uh, beyond, beyond that, I think you're really looking at long shot situations. Donatello Brown, uh, the rest of the guys that, that have been on the roster last year, because I really do think you know, they're locked into five guys. I, I, maybe Devon House doesn't make the roster, but at the same time, I don't know if I believe that because at this point in their careers, you, know, you want your lower end corners. Like I, I call Devon House the fifth corner. In an ideal world, you would definitely want your fifth corner to play special teams. And I'm not yeah. sure they're going to get special teams out of Devon House. But their two, three, and four corners are rookies or second-year players that they can ask to play special teams. And that will play special teams, so I think you can get away with that. And if you can get away with that, and you really do want Devon for defense, and 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 you're just going to carry five or six corners, you know, if you're going to carry six corners, you're talking about one spot. That's that's what you're talking about because they're not cutting King, they're not cutting Jackson, they're not cutting Jair, they're definitely not cutting Tremont. So who, who's the last guy? And I think it has a chance to be, you know, kind of a competition between. Pipkins and, and Hawkins, but I really love Hawkins' athletic gifts.
2: Yeah, and yeah, and Hawkins is another one of those guys. He's he's smaller. He's five ten, um, but his athletic traits are probably you pretty comparable actually to Jair. He's you know out of East Carolina, smaller school, but he definitely tested out really really well. Um, and I, I like him a lot too. I still have some of that bad taste in my mouth about when he got into the game against the Lions, but um, that was what three years ago now. So he's stuck around too. Um, but my guy that that I'm going to keep a really close watch on all summer um, is Herb Water, uh, Herb Waters, just because we have not really seen him play at all. Right? There's there's essentially no film on him because if you're not familiar with Herb Waters, he was a wide receiver at the University of Miami, um, played receiver in his first training camp with the Packers, um, and then they converted him to corner, and he made the he was on the practice squad, um, and then last year you kind of heard Joe Witt kind of allude to some some really like some high praise talking about him, comparing him a little bit to Sam Shields, comparing him a little bit to Tremont Williams. Um, and then getting hurt in camp last year, you would kind of think, okay, well, I'm sure we'll probably just see an injury settlement with this guy and, and we'll send him on his way. Like, that's a failed experiment. But they didn't do that. They kept him around and he, they actually brought him back to compete again. So the only reason I'm even interested in him is just because clearly the Packers coaches are. Um, and as far as athletic gifts, too, super athletic guy. Another guy, almost kind of like, uh, almost kind of like your Josh Hopkins. He's got a lot of athletic ability. Um, but I'm just super, super intrigued um, by Herb Waters. Um, another guy that I think we haven't mentioned yet, but I think he's actually someone that uh, that might make this roster just based off of versatility is Quentin Rollins. Um, I know some people have mentioned the fact that he may play some safety this year which I think that's probably his most natural position anyways. But if he could do that and give the Packers some versatility, I would not be super surprised to see him on the, the final 53. Do you have any thoughts on that, Ross?
3: Yeah, that was I got a little traction on that tweet. That was kind of right after they drafted um, the, the two kids that they did on draft day. I said tomorrow I would start training Quentin Rollins in at free safety. Yeah. Butler has said he needs to be a free safety. Mike Mayock ranked him as the number two safety in that draft. Yep. Uh, I, I just think that this is a guy that doesn't have the foot speed to play corner, but at the same time has the size and the ball skills and the proven yep. ball skills to play, to play center field free safety. And I think like I said, it is a guy that really has a chance to still contribute in the NFL, but I just don't believe that it's at the cornerback spot. I, I don't think that he is going to have the ability to do
2: that. I, I 100% agree with that. And if you remember him at the, the University of Miami, Ohio, he was, you know, he's a basketball player. He played football for one year. Um, and the biggest thing with him was, was the ball skills, was when you turn on the tape of him at Miami, Ohio, he he got his hands on a ton of footballs, and he, he they played a ton of zone, so he was kind of just roaming. He didn't have a ton of responsibilities, and so that's what would be really cool about the potential of him playing free safety is letting him see the play develop in front of him and kind of just letting his instincts instincts take over. Um, but I think he can still, and I think his path to making the roster is just that: is special teams being able to prove that he can play some safety. And then obviously he'll still be able to play some cornerback for you in a pinch. Um, Kind of almost a poor man's Micah Hyde in a sense. Um, But, you know, clearly that all depends on whether or not he can come back from an Achilles injury, which is, is no small task anyways. Um, But so, so I actually, I want to, I want to tell you, Ross, the, so I I have the Packers actually keeping six corners this year. Um, And it's because a lot of those young guys. So, the six that I, I would see right now, today, before training camp even starts, um, here, here is my list of guys, and i got someone on the on the practice squad as well. And We already talked about four of these guys. Tremont Williams, not going anywhere. That guy's making the roster. Um, three young guys, Alexander, Jackson, King, I think they're making the roster. Um, and then my last two for six is I kept Herb Waters as my, as my sixth corner just because I'm going to be rooting for him. And my other corner that I kept was Quentin Rollins, just because I think he can add some versatility. Um, and, you know, you can make a case that, well, they'll keep him as a safety. And you, absolutely, they could. But I think Quentin Rollins does make this team um, some way. And I think the biggest – so the biggest thing with that is, what? but where's Devon House? Um, and I just – I don't see – if, if these young guys can step up and show enough promise, I think the Packers have shown in the past – they're going to they're gonna go with the young talent over over the the veteran guy. And I know, you know, there's a new GM in town, but I think he's shown enough that he's still got some Ted Thompson characteristics. Um, so that's my six that I have. A guy that we kind of left off, too, that I that maybe we worth talking about is Dimitri Goodson, coming off a massive uh, – is he still coming off that knee injury?
3: He's kind of always heard. It's been made pretty clear that he's not a defensive player.
2: Right, um, so and that's I, on my list. I put special teams behind him. If he, if he makes the roster, it's clearly because they still view him as one of their best special team players. Yeah, it's, the,
3: it's, but, the, it's the Jarrett Bush roster spot.
2: Yes, yep. Um, which is fine, you know. And if he can and if he can do that, he is he's a very good special teams player when he's healthy. Um, the practice squad player that I have them keep is uh, is Lindsey Pipkins. I did keep him over Hawkins just because I feel like he's got a little bit more size a little bit more to work with, but I could see that going either way. And so, Ross, I don't know if you wanted to go ahead and take a stab at at picking a final roster. I know it's super early into the the process. We're kind of just throwing darts at a board right now without really seeing any training camp practices. But if you want to take a shot at it, we'd be willing to – and we'd love to hear it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'll go with the five that I said. I'll have House making the team, and then I'll have Josh Hawkins as the sixth guy. Uh, with with probably Pipkins, the winner of Pipkins and Donatello Brown on the practice squad. I think that's a pretty safe, kind of a conservative way of going about it. I don't think I'm, you know, ruffling any feathers there. I think it's pretty uh, odds-on, you know. I, I think that's kind of the odds-on way of going about it. Maybe swapping Hawkins for Pipkins just because of their level of play from a season ago, but at the same time, Hawkins has one more year in the program, so... Uh, something to pay attention to, but I think you're just in such a better space this year talent wise at corner uh, when you can count on Josh Hawkins is more of a you know a, a, a special team or a cornerback six maybe even a guy you don't have active on game days but
2: part of the 53 And that's and that's uh, and that's what's exciting about it is I think you do have your you have it would appear you have five guys that can play corner in this league. You know, and that's what's nice about Devon House is if he does make the roster, he's absolutely a guy that if he is the fifth corner, you hit on this already, that his, his biggest thing has been consistency. You know, so he's not a guy you can you can rely on week in and week out. But if you need him to spot start for you, you're in a good spot, um, you know, and then you can keep those fifth, six guys as essentially your lottery ticket type guys. And hey, maybe they'll develop. Uh, maybe they can give you some good special teams play. So. Um, that's So that's our that's our review for the cornerback position coming up this year. Um, like we kind of talked about, this is before training camp. So so much can happen, so much can change, and that's kind of the beauty of training camp and I think why we all like following it so much. Um, again, this is the, the Pack a Day podcast where you can get coverage every single day of the year. 365 episodes. Um, once again, my name is Jacob Morley. Follow me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. And Ross Uglum, follow him. If you haven't followed Ross right now, he's a great follow. Uh, maybe one of the best Pat Packer follows out there. He's, he's great in season. He's great during the draft. Um, everybody loves uh, getting breakdowns of players with the gifts and stuff like that. So if you like something like that and you are not following him right now, do yourself a favor and make sure you go out and do that. Um, Ross, do you want to say anything before we sign off?
3: No, man. I'm excited for this new venture.
2: Awesome. Well, we'll uh, we'll be on Tuesday, so we're looking forward to, uh, to doing this in the future. Um, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next time.
4: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.